Hi, you're listening to the sermon recording podcast of Awaken Church. Awaken is a church of missional communities whose vision is to see individuals experience healing through the gospel, be raised to their fullest potential among community, and sent out to live a life on mission. You can find out more online at awakenvb.com. And if you live in Hampton Roads, we invite you to check out our worship gathering in the Haygood area of Virginia Beach, Saturday evenings at 5 p.m. Thank you for listening. The only thing that goes well with Anna's cookies is Chick-fil-A sweet tea. So you got to have some Chick-fil-A sweet tea. I made sure I got some. Guys, I'm excited to be here tonight. This is one of my favorite things to do is to hang out with you, to hang out with people in community. We talk about our three rhythms. We talk about healing in, raising up, and sending out. This raising up idea is a whole context, the whole idea is community, is being in biblical community together, loving and serving one another. At Awaken, one of our foundational principles really is that the gospel is intended to be lived out within the context of relationship and the context of community. So we don't have a lot of time on a night like tonight. We're just going to try to have a little discussion together here and then around our tables individually as we talk about this concept of raising up this idea of biblical community, what that looks like, and why it's important for us. So I'm just going to have two thoughts tonight, and I know you'll say, Steve, you can never just say two things. (laughs) And you are absolutely right, okay? But I'm going to do my best, okay? Um, There's two thoughts I want to share with you tonight that's going to help us start and kickstart this idea of raising up biblical community and what that all looks like. So biblical community, we said, is something that God calls us to be, okay? Biblical community is something that God calls us to be. Matter of fact, in the Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it talks about this idea that as believers, we're supposed to be so connected to each other that it's like we're one body. Matter of fact, it uses this concept. Uh, Paul sort of says, hey, it's like a body, and someone's the head, and someone's the hand, and someone's the foot, and someone's this, and someone's that. But the idea is we all need each other. So if what Neil did last week, and the idea of healing in, was sort of like heart work, was sort of like soul work, what we're talking about with raising up is sort of like body work. And what I mean by work, it's not what we do to our cars. It's not working out in the gym. What body work is, it's about us working together as a body of Christ, a local expression in our our missional communities or in our awakened worship gatherings and what that looks like. So the first thought was, again, this idea that we need to be in biblical community because... That's who God called us to be. Now, there's a passage in Hebrews that's going to come up on the screen, and you can read that along with me. And this is sort of the passage we use to challenge us to think about this. It says this, let us consider. Now, when we say the word consider, it it means let's think deeply about this. Let's engage our minds and our hearts into the concept what we're just going to be talking about later in this verse. It says, let us consider how we can spur one another on towards love and good deeds. And I sort of like that word spur. It sort of reminds you of like a good kick 
in the butt if you need it, right? Or you ride horses, you have little spurs to spur them on to get them to go faster. But the idea is there's this dynamic that happens in the context of a group that not only are we there for ourselves, we're there to spur one another on, it says, towards love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, so apparently spurring one another on towards love and good deeds happens in the context of community, and when we don't do that, it says don't give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. So when you look in the Bible, it, talks, it says here, encourage one another. There's about almost 60 of these one another challenges that we find in the Bible. I could ask you, what, what are some of those challenges? If you think about that, think about a verse, what's some of the one another challenges you hear? This one says, encourage one another. What are some others? Love one another. What else? I heard pray for one another. I like that. What else? Bear with one another. Is what? Share burdens. Oh, share burdens. Okay, I thought she said share food. I'm like, I'm all in for that one. <laughs> Inspire, one another. Inspire. That's another. That's another one. Good one. There's always that. All these one another's love, praise, support, encourage, help one another. That all happens in the context of one another. It can't happen in the context of by yourself. So there's this idea that God calls us not to be individuals out there by ourselves but to be in the context of community as we go forth in this thing we call the Christian life so there's there's a lot of that we call it biblical community one of the things if you think about biblical community at awaken we think about missional communities right a lot of us are in our missional communities and that's supposed to be that expression where we love and serve one another where they're together doing that but we also go out into our community but when I think about it, I don't know if I, sh- I don't want to necessarily raise your hand, but one of the things I love, I love being around people who are in, right now, actively in the, in the midst of recovery from addiction. The reason I love being around them is because I get so excited about their understanding of how important community is. If you ever have a friend or you're around someone like that, they understand, like, dude, I have got to find a group tonight. I need to be in a group. Well, why? Well, because I need that support. I need that encouragement. I need someone who understands where I've been and can walk along with me. I need someone who's going to help me not go over here, instead go over here where it's going to be safe. They understand accountability. They understand dependency. They understand there's a joy about a newfound life and a path that they're on that they're excited to be on. And they're excited to be around people. They're excited to be together. I look at that and said, that's, those people understand this concept of what it means to live in community together. We try to flush that out in our missional communities as well. But there's this whole concept and whole idea that as we do life together, now sometimes missional communities, sometimes being in community is rough, right? Because I don't know about you, but some of you guys are pretty messy, right? Our lives are messy. Mine's not, but yours is. No, no. All of our lives are messy, right? We have messy lives. We carry baggage. And we take a bunch of broken, messy people and throw them together into a room. Sometimes 
it feels like it's going to be a crazy mess. But in God's wisdom, he says, you know what? You need each other. So therefore, we need to live into this idea of living in biblical community because that's who God calls us to be. Um, there's, a, there's a little quote that I came across. I love this thing. I just want to share this with you. It says this, Lasting transformation rarely happens outside of being connected to a community of growing believers who are examples, mentors, and will challenge us as needed. Let me ask you a quick question. And maybe I should repeat that just so you can catch it again. Lasting transformation rarely happens outside of being connected to a community of growing believers who are examples, mentors, and will challenge us as needed. Why do you think that statement is true? What's so impactful or different about being in the context of a group when it comes to your life being transformed or changed? Why do you think that is? Okay, accountability. I don't really like accountability. That's not fun, but is it important? Absolutely, right? I can't get that by myself. I got to have that. What else, is, what else brings about that transformation when we're together? Okay, there's someone who provides an example. I like to say that as we walk, walk along the path of life, a lot of times our responsibility is to reach back and to help someone who's walking along that same path and just say, here, let me take your hand. Let's walk this together. All of a sudden, I have a support, right? I have someone around me to help who's an example, who's maybe been there before, who can help me understand to help get me there. I need that. Ah, someone to celebrate. Yeah, so when we, when we actually, when we accomplish something, when we reach a goal, we get somewhere, there's someone there to celebrate. Anybody like to, to be celebrated? Doesn't that feel good when you've accomplished something? Uh, you know, you, you've, you've done your 5K, your 10K, and you've accomplished that, and there's someone there to celebrate that with you. It's just an awesome experience to be able to do that. So two thoughts I said. One is we need to live in biblical community in order to be who God's called us to be. And the second thought is this. We need to live in biblical community in order to be who the world needs us to be. There's something about living out the gospel in the context of community which makes the world step up or those around us and take notice. Hey, they're a little bit different. Those are people who are messy. And yet when they pull together, it seems like crazy things start to happen. God does amazing things in there. We need each other in that process. There's a passage in 1 John, I'm sorry, in John chapter 13. It's going to pop up here on the screens. It says this, a new commandment I give you, love one another. That's one of the things we talked about. Why do you think God made it a commandment that we love one another? Why do you think he did that? <coughs> I heard somebody say something. Okay. No, really? <laughs> Sometimes people aren't lovable, and we need that command that we need to love them either anyway, right? It says, love one another, and he, so that's sort of the command, but then he gives us a disclaimer. 
he says and qualifies it, as I have loved you. How does Christ love us? Unconditionally. Unconditionally. Wow. Who wants to be loved unconditionally? Yeah, I think I do. If we don't raise our hand, we're either lying to ourselves or everybody else in this room, right? When we love unconditionally. How else does Christ love us? sacrificially he gives for our at his expense for us wow that yes sean oh now you raise your hand dude you gotta say something now i'm sorry i think we saw unconditionally you were cheating off his paper any a different idea on that one wow isn't that awesome he loves us in spite of our mistakes and failures. I think we call that grace and mercy, right? That's amazing. And God says when you live in community with each other, somehow we live in community. And when we begin to demonstrate those things, the way that God has loved us sacrificially, unconditionally, grace, mercy, and, looks, and, and loves us in spite of our, our sin and our mistakes, and we begin to extend that to those in our group, the world looks around and people around us look around and said, wow, like those people are different. Something's happening there. I don't quite understand that. What is that? That's the gospel being proclaimed through community as we love one another because it's so different than what the world would know and experience um, through just their normal life and their normal experience out there. It's just so, so different. There's a... A quote, I actually got this. I'm going to attribute it to Jeff because I found it in some of Jeff's training materials and I think he'll, he'll, he'll take it. But uh, it might have come from somebody else, but I'm saying it came from Jeff. It says this, when we do community well, it shows that things we claim to believe are not just empty words, but they guide our actions. There's a direct relationship between the quality of our shared life and the quality of our Christian witness in the world. So you think about that. The better that we love one another and do the one another's, the better that that example, the better that the gospel message is portrayed into the world. I've heard it said, people have said that, hey, I don't have a problem with Jesus, but I got a problem with all his people because they don't look much like Jesus. But when we're in community together and we begin to do these one another's, which can only happen in a context of community, then we get to start looking a little bit more like Jesus. And when that happens, that message, that example is seen out there. A couple summers ago at our MC, we did something that I've never done before. It was a little strange. David had this great idea that he had some friends of his who were sort of part on the fringes of our MC, and their daughter, it was Tom and Melissa, their daughter was getting married, and so the venue fell through or something like that happened and there was no money and it was just so crazy. And David said, why don't you come to RMC, come to my house, and we'll have a wedding for you in our backyard. And my friends, who are part of our RMC, we're going to come and we're going to put the wedding on for you. We'll set up the tables, we'll cater it, we'll do this, we'll do that, and get everything up. And they're like, seriously, you'll do this? And we said, yeah. So they came and we put this wedding on in their backyard. It was a hot summer night put this wedding on, and it was really sort of a lot of fun just being able to love and serve this family. 
And it was a beautiful wedding. turned out to be a great night. We had a chance to really do that. At the end of the night, I was standing around like a little fire circle there. There's a little barrel with a little fire in it, and we were talking. Tom walks up to me, just standing beside me. And Tom's a guy who I'm pretty sure would not walk into the door of a church. He just says, that's not for me. I'll probably get struck by lightning. But Tom walks up to me and says, you know what, Steve? He says, this is the way it's supposed to be. It's sort of like you got the church people over here and you got sort of like families over here and we sort of all come together to do something like this and love one another. He said, wow, that's the way it's supposed to be. You know what Tom just heard when that happened? Tom heard the gospel because he saw people living in community and that example shouted forth the gospel. He couldn't articulate it. He went and walked into a church but he saw it, he understood it, and it made a difference. So when we talk about this idea of raising up, we talk about this, this idea that we need to do this because it's who God called us to be. He wants us to become more and more like him in the context of the community when we have iron sharpening iron, when we have people loving, serving, praying, supporting, helping, guiding, directing one another in that. And then as we do that, it screams forth in this amazing pronunciation of the gospel that these people are different. Why? Because Jesus is at the center of what they do. And people see it and they can't deny it. In Acts chapter 2, it talks about the community of believers came together and people were loving one another and helping one another and supporting one another. And it said the world looked around and said, these people are different and they gained favor in the eyes of the world because they lived in community and the gospel was proclaimed by the very life they lived. I want to show you a picture as we close off here tonight. It's going to come up on the screen. You might recognize this. Earlier this week, I was down at the oceanfront, and this is the law enforcement monument designed to the different branches of the, of the law enforcement, and it's there to honor those who have lost their lives and also honor those who serve. I saw this years ago when it was first put in there. I was fascinated by it, and I loved the concept. Because when I looked, this is what I saw. You see there, there's, there's three people, three branches, one on the backside. What's, what, how are they connected? They're what? Locked arms, right? And what they're trying to do is reach out to help somebody else. But they understand, I can't help somebody else unless I have a support here that's giving me what the support I need so I can reach out to help somebody else. That picture right there is exactly what we talked about tonight. When you see this, think about what we talked about in the community. I need to live in community because that's who Jesus called me to be. That's that connection of the grasping of the wrists and hanging on to one another. They got that community. They're there. And because they're there, and because they're in community, and they're serving and supporting one another, now they can effectively reach out and extend that hand to somebody else. I see that, and to me it screams community and relationship. It screams what God calls to be. I need to live in biblical community because that's what God called me to be. I need to live in biblical community because that's what the world needs us to be.
for the gospel message to go out. So tonight, we're going to have some discussion around your tables, right? It's going to come up on the screen. There's going to be three different questions. You don't have to go through all the questions, but we have about 15 minutes. That's about five minutes a question if you do. But take your time, go through that, and discuss these questions and think about the concept we just talked about. I need to live in biblical community because that's who God called me to be, and I need to live in biblical community because that's who the world needs us to be, okay? Think about that, discuss these around your table, and we'll come back in about 15 minutes, okay? All right, to kind of move us into the final, uh, or one of the last things that we're going to do this evening. Uh, One of the cool things that we get to do with Family Gathering, apart from sharing really delicious food and having really good conversation, is that on your average worship gathering, you may hear somebody uh, like Philip or Connie or Steve or somebody else share a message, and you get to listen to them for 30, let's be real, 40, 45 (laughs) minutes, depending... And then they give you their side of the story, and then you'd, you'd go home, right? And so one of the things we want to do with family gatherings is we wanted to be able to make this a dialogue rather than a le- lecture. And so we always end our family gatherings with a little bit of what we call panel discussion, where we want to hear from you guys what were some of the things that you discussed at your table that were really valuable to hear or that were really fruitful to discuss. What are, you know, Steve did a fantastic job, but maybe there's something that he said that you're like, actually, I, I wonder this. And so maybe you have a question or you have, you know, you want to, you want to hear his thoughts on, on something. This is a chance for us to make this a dialogue instead of a lecture. So for the next seven to ten minutes, we want to hear from you guys. Uh, what were some of the good discussion, good dialogue, good topics you guys talked about at your table? Um, we want to hear them. So raise your hand and somebody with a microphone will come to you so everybody else can hear you. Don't be shy. Yeah. Is it on? There we go. Here you go. Oh, I got you. Coming. I thought Sean was going to scratch his elbow again, yeah. so I was going to make him do it. But. <laughs> Sean, I was waiting for that. I was going to jump all over that one. <laughs> all right. Here you go. <laughs> it's like my nose well, itches. We, we had our little discussion back here, and um, we were, num- the second question was like, what? Oh, yeah. There you go. The, um, what aspects of creating a shared life make you nervous, uncertain, or excited? And... We talked about how when you open yourself up, it's, it is scary because what if they don't like you anymore or what if they don't accept what you're saying? And so it's very, until you have built a relationship with other people, it's very difficult to open up. And it makes us excited when you see somebody else, maybe you see a wall coming down that was up and you see somebody else growing. So... Um, that's what we talked about. Yeah, sometimes it's very difficult to break in and say, I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to share what I really think and see how people respond to that. So that's a, that, that, I think that's a real, a really, th- following up on that question, okay, what helps us to be able to break through that barrier and walk into, in our, in, in, in a community, as we're in community, what helps us? Heather? Yeah. Um, I actually like that you asked that question because one of the things we talked about is how in our group, like, there are so many kids in our group, and we can have a bad week with our kids, and we can come in, and, like, we have some 
that are older that have been there, they've done that, and they look at us and they're like, cherish these moments. And I'm like, cherish these crazy <laughs> moments? Like, ha. Huh. But then we've also got that support. Like, I love that it helps me to come in and see that my children aren't the only crazy ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that everybody that's in our group together, they love on every one of those children as if they're their own. And I've had a comment from one of my friends that visited who said, you know, sometimes I didn't know whose kid was whose because they're in this person's lap and this person's lap and they're hugging and saying, this is my mama. And, <laughs> and we didn't really know, but it was awesome. <laughs> I wasn't trying to call you out. <laughs> um, but I think that's the part most that has helped me to really open up in group is because you know, I have been terrified because of things in the past where I opened up and I took everything in me to open up and then there wasn't that support and they did turn away. So it took me years to find another place and we came to Awaken and it's just been this constant, you're not alone um, right. and we're here with you. And I think that really helps to be able to do that. Awesome. Love that. Uh, I'm just saying that that's the what's exciting about the whole unit, you know, the group, is that we can do that, and everybody loving on each other. Yeah. And it just, it's just like a natural high. So like. <laughs> yeah. It's living out those one another's together in community. I didn't realize Linhaven MC had named themselves the unit. I like it. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Sounds like that should be a TV show. I don't know. Just <laughs> what else? Maybe one of the other questions, one of the, or maybe us up here, Connie. Do you want to share maybe what your thoughts on one of these questions or something else you guys talked about at the at your table? We just talked a lot about how um, everyone at our table is a transplant. So we talked about how there's different kinds of community, the kind that you're used to, like that you grew up with but then you get to a new place and it's kind of hard to break into community that's already formed in some ways. And then you get to the point where you find somebody and then they go and get deployed or they leave and then you're like, okay, do I really want to risk that again? Do I want to step out there again? And I would say that's, that's my story too, just thinking about is that a risk I'm willing to take again to make relationships and build community with, with people that are going to leave me eventually? But I also think um, what's cool about community is people come and go, and then we've been here long enough that some people have left and come back. And they come back with their experiences of where they've been, and they add to the community even more. And they add different stories and different aspects, things that we um, wouldn't have learned if they hadn't left and come back with those pieces. So we've seen that, and then we've seen people change, and life circumstances change, and we've seen um, just, yeah, jobs change, which changes people, but we've also seen community wrap around that. So even within, a, I think it's easy to forget that even within our groups, some of the people might not change, but the circumstances change, which change the people. But community also has the ability to walk with somebody through change and, ch and help. That just, it just brought, it deepens things in the community and makes it, in, in our living in, in community together, and makes things stronger, whether we realize it or not right away. Yeah, that's something that a transient community like ours is always going to have to 
to look at. And I don't mean a transient community like Awaken, which it is, but I mean the larger community of Hampton yeah. Roads is when you know you may only be somewhere for three years or, or so, um, is it worth it to put down roots or not? And so that's something that we always have to, uh, to try to overcome in a community like ours. Is there anything else that, uh, anybody else have something to add to one of these three questions before we close out for the evening? I had a, a quick question. Did, did anybody get to question number three? It said, uh, what are one or two steps you can take on a personal level, being connecting? To, anybody come to that? Is that a real An intentional real raising of the hand. Okay. <laughs> we said food. <laughs> that's, that's a great way to bring people together, as, as we can see now. Um, but also just like finding common interests with people and, you know, meeting up outside of just church and outside of just MC and just like kind of getting together and sharing common interests and, and maybe not even common interests, maybe being like, hey, this is what I'm into. Right. And I know this isn't something that you've ever done before, experienced before, but this is kind of part of who I am and, and just sharing those parts of each other with people. Love it. Yeah, there's uh, a, yeah. I'm going to, I know I'm going to get Mike excited real quick. I don't have time to talk about it a whole lot, but we, there's this concept of the different spaces of belonging that some of you guys may have heard us talk about before. And so there's things, you know, a room this size, we usually on a Saturday night have anywhere between 40 and 75 people. And that's like considered a public space. And so there's certain things you can do in a public space that it's designed for. And there's certain things that it's not, and it's not designed to foster intimate community, right? And so we, you know, bring that down into our missional communities where we exist in a, a personal or social space, depending on your size. And you can get a lot deeper relationship in there that you can't get at a worship gathering. But it's still not the same as going like organically outside of that space and sitting down with one other person or two people at dinner and sharing a real intimate space connection with each other. And so you can't get community from a worship gathering. You can get more community in your missional community, but to share your life organically outside of that is, you know, to be able to foster even deeper connections, um, to see that happen through all the different, the different spaces. Uh, Steve, we're going to close out the night with a little bit of worship. Do you mind praying for us? Sure. And we'll move into that time together. So, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity we had just to be in community together tonight. We had a chance to uh, encourage one another, laugh with one another, strengthen one another, lead one another. God, we thank you that we get a chance to experience community tonight, biblical community. God, we pray that you will uh, prepare our hearts as we tackle this concept of raising up and what it looks like in our lives. Lord, some, maybe, maybe some of us here that say, I need to take the risk and get deeper into community and to be more vulnerable and, more, and have more intimacy in my, in my missional community. Maybe some of us need to take the risk and say, you know what, Lord, uh, I'm going to take that big step and walk into one that I've never been to before. But God, we pray that you will just prepare us. I pray that as we worship together, that the message and our hearts will ring out with that truth that allows us to understand maybe even a deeper side of community and our own spirit as we worship tonight, Father. Pray that we can see into your heart and grasp your heart for community. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.